Welcome to Entrepreneur Yet. For those of us, sometimes called side hustlers, trying to keep their head on straight while balancing building a business while holding down that nine to five. And I'm your host, Sasha Korobov. Hello and welcome to the show. Today, it's just me chatting with you because one, I really like it when we get to chat together. I think it's fun. Two, it's a little uncomfortable, but I wanted to tell you that I'm concerned. Yes, I'm concerned about you. Now, why am I concerned about you? Because I'm afraid that you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Now, what do I mean by this? For starters, if you want to know how I made $1,500 in 90 minutes with no website, email list, or social media following all for free, then you're going to want to stick around because you can get this ball rolling easily for yourself too in minutes. Now, for some background, what I'm going to talk about here doesn't sound very sexy, but once you see how I use it, you'll realize that, oh yes, it's the sexiest thing you can do for your business. Not just when you're starting out, but as you move forward for the whole length of your business. And just kind of some truth here, a little a little bomb, little little truth bomb. You will always have to be doing this one thing in your business to ensure its survival. And dare I say, if you don't have this one thing, then you don't have a business and of full stop. So those without this one sexy element to their business make the following mistakes. First, they buy up loads of courses with no idea how to actually implement and use them, which leaves them out a few thousand dollars and no better off than they were before. Ouch. Sound familiar? Yeah. Hand raised over here. I've been there. Secondly, they dump loads of marketing into a foggy business idea that goes nowhere. And as you've heard me say, you cannot market your way out of a foggy business idea. You can't. It's dead in the water. You can't do it. Third, these people always feel that they have to hustle for clients instead of clients seeking them out. And finally, these people are shy to put their business out there because they know they're not clear what they do, and how they can serve their clients. So they stay quiet and all those people they could be helping will find someone else to hire. And that's just sad, right? That's very sad. We don't like that. We don't want to keep that going. Bear with me because what I'm going to talk with you about today is market research. Yes, that delicious, sexy market research But don't worry if you're already sort of getting the sweats about it (laughs) or rolling your eyes, because I am about to take all of the guesswork out and all of the scaries out of it. I promise. Now, it could be because I studied market research in business school that it came fairly easily to me when it came time to apply it to my own business. But a few of my clients have had a very difficult time with it before they came to me, which kind of surprised me. Um, Either they hadn't done it or they've done it the wrong way. And they've said things to me like, well, I don't really want to put like market research out there because I don't want to bother people. I've heard that more than once. So I don't want to bother people. Secondly, they've said, I don't know my niche. So I don't know how to do market research. Like, what do I even ask? Spoiler alert, doing market research is the silver bullet to helping you narrow your niche. Horse before cart here. Okay, moving right along. Third, I've talked to people about my business idea, so I feel like that's enough. That's something people have said to me. Like, oh, no, no, no. I like, I regularly chat about it. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you are probably talking with the wrong people and asking the wrong questions. I'm, 
I'm not psychic. Just call it a hunch. But I'm probably correct here. Finally, they say things like, well, I'll just like keep blogging or hanging out on Instagram or (laughs) my favorite lurking in other people's Facebook groups. And eventually people will just like find me. And you can't see the facepalm I've got going on for you, dear friend. I mean, it's a facepalm of love and compassion, but it's a facepalm just the same. I'm sorry to be a bit firm here, you know, but if you've said or thought any of this, you're doing it wrong. But that's okay, because I'm going to take the guesswork out for you right now and give you some free training on this so you can stop throwing spaghetti, not even at the wall, but like everywhere and hoping for the best in that little stick. So it'll also help you start getting into the head and heart of people who will be dying to work with you. So grab a pen and paper and let's do this thing. Now, (laughs) I'm going to stir up some controversy here. Let's start with what kind of market research not to do. Oh, please don't do surveys. Yes, I know I'm flying in the face of what a lot of other business coaches do or tell you to do, but um, you're shooting yourself in the foot right out of the gate if you start with surveys. And here's why. First of all, let's talk about how you feel when a business or person that you've worked with slides into your inbox and is like, hey, take this quick survey and let us know how we did. If you even think about it or respond at all, like you're not jumping out of your skin to do it, right? There's, if you're a business owner, there's probably going to be a very low, very low response rate to your survey because just no. Now, I need to drop some academics on you. So forgive me, but I'll be brief. I just feel like I need to explain this a little more clearly. So when you get that email from that business or that person, like I said, you're not exactly enticed to do it, right? Oh, goody. I could waste a few minutes of my life that I'll never get back to take this BS survey that I have no incentive to take and does not benefit me in any way. Said no one ever. Now, if someone does want to take that survey, it can be down to something simply known as the survey effect. Again, sorry, a little academic jargon here, but what this means is that people will generally only respond to a survey if they have a very strong positive or negative feeling about something. Okay? So two camps here, either strongly positive or strongly negative. And let's apply that to your own experience. Say someone fixes your roof. They've done a great job. They've come to your house quickly and kindly and did some extra work for free. Maybe they also like raked your leaves or whatever out of the kindness of their hearts. Now, will you feel inspired to take a survey about how awesome they were? Heck yes, you would. However, If you call someone around to fix your roof and instead they (laughs) repaint your house and leave tire tracks on your front lawn and drive away flipping the bird, chances are you'll still want to take that survey about them, but to share what a nasty experience you had. Now, as a business owner, it's cool to have the very strong positive or negative feedback, but you want all the gorgeousness in between those two strong polar opposites. You want to know that people have had maybe some success, but still need a little help. They've tried other things, but like, what if they tried and has it worked? It's very rarely a super positive or super negative result that you're looking to learn more about. So a survey is not going to cut it. Secondly, I will say that some people try to offset this survey effect 
by offering, you know, like a little goodie or a little incentive. And I know you've seen it, right? Have you seen the fill out the survey and be entered into a drawing for a free gift card? Well, even if you're sitting there like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I want a gift card. You're not filling out the survey to give good information, are you? You are going to fly through that survey as quickly as you can to get a shot at the gift card with minimal effort and time spent. So you're not filling out the survey for the right reasons. And you are skewing that person's data because you're not their ideal client. You're just showing up for the gift card. You're like, what's up? So if you do this as a business owner, if you're like, well, let me just get people in by offering some, you know, little incentive, you're kind of chasing your own tail. So don't do that. Third, what is your motivation as soon as you begin to fill out a survey? I just I just talked about this. I've got a sneaking suspicion that your motivation is like most people, which is to be done as soon as humanly possible. Just plow through it, breeze through it. And if that's the case, do you really think that you're going to give awesome research that way? If you're administering a survey, do you really think that you're going to get awesome research if people are just trying to breeze through it as quickly as possible? No, you're not. Finally, I don't want to be like blanket hating on surveys. Surveys have a place. They do. I love surveys. I use surveys in my business now um, because I've evolved. Here's when you use them. And this is the last bit of academic truth dropping, I promise. But here we go. Stick with me. Surveys should be used to confirm something rather than explore something. And when you're first starting out or you're looking to refine your niche, you need to explore which thoughts and feelings people have around a topic. You don't know what you don't know yet. You have nothing to confirm. You don't have a hypothesis, even if you think you do. Um, A hunch is not the same as a hypothesis. So here's an example of what I mean. If I'm a career coach and I've been working with my people for a while, I may find them in one of two kind of camps, right? All of them want to grow in their field. All of these busy professionals may have had promotions or pay rises, and all of them are in the same industry and want to be CEO. But do they want to be CEO for the money or for the perks? You want to really refine your service and help people, but which of the two is it? Here, a survey would come really in handy because you've got two strong hypotheses based on your work for a while with this group of women. Slap a survey on it and help you confirm which one of your two suspicions is correct. Are they in it for the perks or are they in it for the money? Okay. But when you're starting out, like I said, you may have had a hunch or two, but that's not enough. You need to explore where your people are so that you can know how to help them. They need to tell you what you should offer and why. You don't have anything to confirm yet. And that's where the goldmine of market research for you is. And you might be asking, uh, if I'm not doing surveys, what am I doing? The glorious interview. Oh, I love the interview. Now, As I alluded to in the beginning, here is where I made $1,500 in 90 minutes with zero website or social media following. I put out a call in some Facebook groups with the admin's permission, that's very important, 
saying that I was looking to speak with side hustlers who wanted to get out of their nine to five, but didn't know where to start or something like that. I promised not to pitch a sale to them, which I meant, and you have to be in integrity here and mean it. And I said I'd like to hop on a Zoom call, which I'd record for research and just ask them some questions. In exchange, because again, you got to give people a reason to participate. In exchange, I offered free coaching around a burning question they had with their side hustle. And you know what? I got 11 interviews booked in 72 hours. Now, notice a few things here. First, I calmed people down right away by pledging that I was not going to be selling them anything. And again, I meant it. Integrity here is big. Secondly, the incentive that I offered to participate was not some gift card or some random goodie. It was coaching related to what they were struggling with. My free gift was related directly to their pain and where I thought I could help. So this meant that the people who were actively seeking a solution that I could offer found me, okay? Finally, in participating, they got a taste of my coaching to see that I was the real deal at no risk to them. They got it all for free without paying a dime. And I got an absolute goldmine of research. And you know what? Once I got to chat with them and do that, they wanted more. I had two people on the phone with me in real time ask me if they could work with me. And at the time, I <laughs> I didn't expect that. So I offered a low-cost beta package of $750. And those two people said yes right there on the phone. And this is in large part because getting on a Zoom call with people, we were just chatting away and that will build trust. They could see that I was genuinely interested in what they were up to, where they were struggling, and where they wanted to be. And building that trust, if you're going to be in service to your people and love them up, is huge. These market research interviews fast-track that trust. And according to the Harvard Business Review, because I love me some nerds, it would take me as a business owner emailing someone 34 times and having them read those emails to have the same sales effect same purchasing effect to build that trust. You see, sales doesn't have to feel sleazy. You can absolutely have sales fast that feel an integrity, that benefit both parties, and is rooted in trust from the beginning. And in fact, I would argue that's how it should be always. This is a no-brainer, my friends. So how do you pull it off? Fear not, because I have put together a free training for you on how to do it all of the mechanics involved, and there's not a lot of them, but still, they're there. The exact template you should use when you're asking for participants, and I give you the exact questions I asked in my market research interviews to get the information which helped me narrow my niche, give me some delicious copy to use on my website and other content to draw my ideal clients in, and build new relationships. And yeah, some of those relationships turned into paying profitable relationships for me. So if you want this training, it's only about 10 minutes long. You can grab it from the link in my show notes. It's part one of my three-part free training series called the Side Hustle Roadmap, where I also teach you how to take everything you learn in your market research, build on that to get yourself onto podcasts, generate some real buzz around your business, and use relationship building to grow your audience. Again, this is all for free because you're awesome and you deserve it. 
Okay, this not may have felt like the most glamorous topic, but oh, don't be fooled. It is the fast track to having a profitable and sustainable business. And that is very, very glamorous indeed, my friends. And it's absolutely essential when you're getting your business off the ground. So give that market research some love. I wish there were like a cuter name for it, but it just just is what it is. So hop to the show notes, grab the free training, and let me know what you think or if you have any questions about it. I think I've laid it all out there for you, but I'm also happy to help if there's anything that you wanted to sort of brainstorm on. So that is all the time we have for today. But until next week, you know the drill. You're awesome. And so is your business. Take care and we'll catch you next time.